0: This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog www.mailtribune.com forward slash Holdish. It's been somewhat amusing for me over the past month or so that my older son, who just turned five, has decided that asparagus is his new favorite vegetable. And so I've been trying to get him asparagus as often as I can. It's fortuitous that we have a patch in our garden. And of course, they always say if kids can pick something themselves from the ground to the plate, they're much more inclined to find it interesting, find it appealing. And and I would say that that is sometimes the case with him, not always. But after spring's asparagus, of course, I'm going to have to come up with something else because it's such a short season. He's only got a couple of months to really enjoy this newfound love of a vegetable that's very distinctively flavored, I think for a lot of people. And of course, in my mind, that distinctive flavor really has very, very few companions that are better suited to it than the distinctive flavor of lamb. And of course, it isn't coincidence that these two things are often served together, because real spring lambs have historically been in season this time of year. Um, In fact, I mentioned in in my blog several years ago in 2011, that 20% of all lamb consumption in the United States is in the spring. That's according to the American Lamb Board. But fully a third of all Americans have never even tried it, um, believing that they don't like it, or um, they're just not sure how to cook it. Maybe the cost sort of is a deterring factor. When in reality, it can be very affordable, particularly if you buy a locally raised animal. And in fact, it's one of the easiest ways to start purchasing all entirely locally raised meat if you're inclined toward that direction, because lambs in the Rogue Valley are, are actually very numerous. And there's a number of small ranches and even um, the, four, the 4-H Spring Fair, which comes up the first weekend of june usually is a great networking opportunity with school-age kids who raise lambs for market i've been purchasing whole locally raised lambs probably for more than a decade in my blog i was doing some some looking back there's more than a 100 mentions of lamb and it runs the gamut um any kind of cuisine any kind of cut from ground lamb to lamb shanks it's our beef in our house just because I prefer the flavor and it's a lot more sustainable as well if you're also of that inclination for your meat consumption as well they're smaller animals so they're just less resource intensive It doesn't take them nearly as long to become market ready, only about a year compared with a couple of years for beef. And if you're buying locally, of course, you're also cutting way back on your food miles. Of course, there's lots of sources for locally raised beef as well. Very, very good grass, entirely grass fed beef that's available from local ranchers. I just happen to prefer lamb on my palate, and I I usually find that beef, by comparison, just doesn't have as much flavor. So we cook it in all kinds of ways. Burgers, put it in a stir fry. Um, I love it in pasta dishes. And, of course, there's sort of those quintessential preparations as well, lamb chops and rack of lamb. And a recipe for rack of lamb is what's featured on my current blog. This recipe is from the Detroit Free Press. It's very, very similar to a recipe that my family prepared for the Easter weekend. My mom had purchased a couple of racks of lamb at her local grocer. It wasn't even locally raised, but it's still delicious. Um, previously in the United States, a lot of the lamb available for mainstream grocers has been from New Zealand. It's been within the past few years, I have seen a lot more, if it's not local, just domestically raised lamb, it is becoming more popular. And it is, it is preferable. Um, Anytime you're shipping anything, halfway across the world not only are you adding food miles and you're adding expense but that meat just is is not going to be as fresh even if it's been frozen like you will often find domestically raised lamb it likely it's just a lot older it's just been sitting around in the freezer case a lot longer so I would hands down choose domestically raised lamb if not locally raised lamb. But we, we had grocery store variety lamb and it was still made for a great Easter meal, which is um, when so many people pre- prepare it. We prepared ours with like an herb crust and roasted it in the oven. This one is similar in the use of a wide variety of herbs, which of course is just the flavor of spring sage oregano, rosemary, thyme, all of those to certainly things that that die back, um, even though these are perennials, chives, mint, we've got parsley, um, tarragon, again, just kind of the gamut. And this recipe on my current blog for rack of lamb with pesto actually calls for mint leaves and parsley leaves rather than basil, which I have um, mentioned in a previous podcast, the concept of pesto. You can really tailor it to any season when you're not in that high season of summer when basil is in abundance. But then other times of year, use any other herb that's available. And this one uses mint leaves and parsley leaves with walnuts or pine nuts. And I happen to think nuts are just delicious with lamb as well. I mean, pine nuts lend themselves really, really well. And if you don't mind the expense of pine nuts, they are expensive. Um, I, I certainly like incorporating them here. And of course, the classic garlic, fresh garlic, freshly squeezed lemon juice, and parmesan cheese for this pesto. It's pretty straightforward. This also incorporates an herb marinade, which has very, very similar ingredients to the pesto but of course you can be serving the pesto as a sauce on the side and using the marinade to really infuse flavor on the front end this has fresh oregano fresh parsley some minced shallots zest and juice of a lemon a garlic clove again very similar flavors to the pesto they almost kind of layer on top of each other in this recipe but the marinade of course is meant to be discarded and even the herbs should be wiped off before cooking because they will burn on the surface of the hot pan and burn in the oven if they're just left crusted on there you're going to purchase racks of lamb which are basically the rib chops still joined all together and most of these typically have about eight long rib bones they weigh about one and a quarter to one and a third pound and this recipe feeds two to three people. Um, you know, you can get away with four if people aren't expecting a real large portion of meat. They cost anywhere between fifteen dollars per pound, you know, for sort of this grocery store variety, to more than twenty five if you are buying really, really high end, perhaps locally raised lamb. One thing you can look for is the bones frenched and that means that the meat and the fat are cut away in between the bones leaving the bone clean and it's a nice presentation butchers will do it if you're buying these from a butcher shop not packaged it's easy to do yourself um you can kind of decide how much knife work you want to put into it but you basically just take a sharp knife cut down uh maybe three inches or so in between each bone, kind of scrape all that tissue off the bones, trying to clean them up as best you can. You don't have to do it. My kids love to chew on lamb bones, and I do too, which I mentioned in my current vlog. And, you know, if you have diners who are inclined to chew on their bones, leave it on there. <laughs> Give them something extra to chew on. So um, that's, that's one option. This is going to be roasted in a skillet. The easiest way to do that is to cut the entire rack in half, um, just in between one of those bones. And so they will kind of lie flat um, on the surface of the skillet. You can also roast Lamb racks kind of standing up in the oven. One thing you want to guard against is overcooking this. This meat is meant to be eaten rare to medium rare, I believe. I mean, about medium rare is most people's comfort zone. I like my lamb a little bit less done. The internal temperature, if you take this with an instant read thermometer, which is a really, really essential piece of kitchen equipment, I think, should be between. Um, 125 to 130 degrees it, final but it's important to take the lamb out prior to that when it's about 120 and you tent it kind of like you know roasting poultry t- chicken or turkey in foil let it rest for about 10 minutes and the temperature continues to rise to your final done temperature and the reason why it's good to let meat rest of course is it redistributes the juices when you cut into it you don't have juice just running all over you know it improves texture for your final presentation and just um, the eating experience you have your racks of lamb and it's going to be one rack about one and a quarter pounds and you cut it in two pieces with four rib bones a piece Place both of those pieces in a resealable, like, gallon-sized Ziploc bag. And then you're going to mix up the marinade for this. And that is two tablespoons chopped fresh oregano, two tablespoons chopped fresh parsley, two tablespoons minced shallot. And if you're not familiar with shallot, if you don't typically purchase them, the flavor is somewhere between onion and garlic is what uh, people often say. It's It's a nice... Sort of light, refined kind of flavor. So um, back to the marinade. Two tablespoons chopped fresh oregano, two tablespoons chopped fresh parsley, two tablespoons minced shallot, the zest and juice from one lemon. Um, peel a large garlic clove and finely mince it. Add that. Add one teaspoon salt and half a teaspoon black pepper and mix all that together. You can just dump all this in the plastic bag and so squish it up. That's kind of what I would be inclined to do, or you know, some people might um, so they can see it more easily, whisk it together in a bowl and then um, pour the mixed marinade over the lamb. Seal the bag, refrigerate it for at least two hours or up to overnight. The next thing to do with this is make the pesto, and this also can be made ahead up to a day ahead you can or you can make it right before serving it doesn't really matter but it's nice once you've gotten your lamb marinating and you know have your kitchen utensils out you're going to be working with some of the exact same ingredients i have that out just make the pesto and this is going to be made in a food processor is by far the easiest way to make pesto you can Hand chop all these ingredients very finely. You can mix them up in a mortar and pestle if you happen to have a large one. Anyone who has a mortar and pestle that large has probably done this, but the vast majority of us are going to use a food processor. And to the processor bowl, you're going to add a half a cup packed fresh mint leaves a half a cup packed fresh parsley leaves and you can roughly chop those or just make sure that most of the coarse stems are removed two tablespoons shelled walnuts or pine nuts that have been toasted preferably ahead of time it usually works fine for that quantity to just toast them in a dry skillet on the stove over medium high heat for you know maybe up to 5 minutes it just kind of depends on the heat and um the nuts themselves i want to shake the pan watch them really closely make sure they don't burn and then add those to the food processor bowl when they're sort of medium toasted this also calls for two peeled garlic cloves probably large ones if you're a garlic fan add that to the processor bowl a tablespoon of lemon juice pulse that to mince it and then you're going to add a third a cup grated parmesan cheese pulse that again and while the motor is still running add Up to a half cup of olive oil in a steady stream. I don't like to add quite as much oil as a lot of recipes call for unless you're working with a very 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 flavorful olive oil. It's definitely going to mute the flavors of all these other things. It's going to make the consistency probably easier to spoon or spread. I just prefer a chunkier pesto with a a little less olive oil for sure. So once that's all mixed together, taste it for seasoning, and this calls for seasoning to taste with salt and freshly ground pepper. I often add to my pesto certainly this quantity to start about a half a teaspoon salt. You can pretty much guarantee it's going to need at least that much. Some people add a lot more who are fans of salt, and obviously, if you have freshly ground pepper grinder, several really good grinds of of pepper so that's the pesto. That can be made again a day ahead of time, covered, keep it in the refrigerator. But when you're ready to finally serve the lamb, at least remove it from the refrigerator at the same time and let it stand so it come up to room temperature and of course all those flavors will be a lot more evident at room temperature than cold. Preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Take the lamb out of the marinade. And like we discussed, brush off paper towel, your, your hands and then maybe paper towels, um, any of the garlic and, and herbs, the kind of large chunks, because they will burn at this temperature. Pat the lamb dry with paper towels as well. Of course, that's an essential step in searing meat. Make sure that the surface is as dry as possible when it contacts the pan and any fat or oil if you want a nice caramelized um, crusty exterior on your meat. In a large oven-proof skillet, heat about a tablespoon of olive oil over medium-high heat. Once that's hot, add the lamb pieces fat side down. It should be obvious that there is a fattier side on these. Um, it's just a thicker layer on one side than on the other. That's the underside oh, away from the bones. Brown the lamb on the fat side for about five minutes. Turn it over and transfer the skillet to the preheated 400 degree oven and cook for about 15 to 20 minutes or until it registers 120 degrees on an instant read thermometer. That's for medium rare. And like we talked about, you remove it at 120 degrees, let it stand, tent it with foil for about 10 minutes. And the temperature continues to rise. You can make a pan sauce to serve with this in addition to the pesto. And basically what you do is you take that skillet that you've roasted the rack of lamb in and put it on the stovetop. And to that, add about a third a cup um, white wine with these fresh, herby flavors. Pour that into the skillet that the lamb rack roasted in. And cook on the stovetop over medium about medium heat it'll come up to a simmer at that heat and while that's happening scrape up any bits of meat that have browned caramelized and are stuck on the bottom of the pan that's where the flavor comes from in a pan sauce of course and then kind of the final touch is to splash in a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar which is very popular in my house (laughs) my husband has a deep love of balsamic vinegar and I can guarantee that it'll pique his interest if I say that I've added it to just about anything and it does go with the flavors of this recipe you know that's a it's a rich flavor it's sweet um, but it definitely kind of brings out that savor in the lamb without really competing with those herbs and lemon and garlic So stir in the tablespoon of balsamic vinegar, heat it for about a minute, and then strain the sauce if you want a really, really refined presentation, obviously, to get out just any little bits. I often don't take that step, usually because I've already assembled the plates and I'm doing the pan sauce last minute, and so I don't really have time (laughs) to pour it on. But for a really refined sauce, you can strain it through a fine mesh sieve before putting in a pitcher if you want to serve it that way or just pouring it over the lamb rack. So you can either um arrange the racks with the bones pointing up kind of um leaning into each other on a platter or you can cut these into individual chops just down between each bone and serve with the pesto. And that is rack of lamb. With pesto, it's on my current blog at com forward slash whole dish.